Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh. This is episode number 15. This week on the episode, we've got the conversation with Sean and Jason of the band Half Hearted. If you guys follow the Facebook page, you've probably seen me throw up their video as well as talk about this interview a little bit. Um, great conversation with the guys. Really excited to bring this one to you. We had a, a little bit of connection issue with the phone um, a couple times, but we were able to kind of snip it all together and, you know, bring bring together one interview for you. So, um, again, really happy with this interview. Um, really excited for what these guys are getting ready to, to be able to do. So they've got a huge 2020 uh, coming up for them. They've got a new album coming out. They've got several new music videos coming out. It's just a, a huge year for them, really defining who they are. Um, it'll be great to see kind of the reaction and how old fans and new fans are able to really pick them up and, and support them through this. So um, I don't want to take up too much time on, on the intro here. So we're going to jump right into this interview with Sean and Jason. We'll just jump right into it. Uh, we're going to start off with every beginning interview question that you've ever gotten in your life, and that is, is what's your name, what do you do in the band, kind of the background there. Uh, so I'm Sean. I sing in the band. Uh, and I'm Jay, and I play guitar in the band. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about uh, Half-Hearted and kind of, you know, the formation and, um, you know, just, I guess, the evolution of your, your sound. Well... <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we've been around for a minute. Um, we started off a few years ago, had so many lineup changes for like the first couple of years, like to You're the a point, local band. Yeah, yeah. We're tip, typical local band trying to figure out who, what we wanted to sound like, who we were as a band, and you know who the right people were to make that happen. And you know, we kind of really haven't felt like we got until uh, out of that stage until. Um, you know, this past year that we made this new record. Yeah, 2018. 2018, we, like, kind of, like, established, like, the four of us that are in the band now, like, pretty much, like, all right, like, this is what it's going to be moving forward. Like, let's just write as much music as possible and, yeah, and totally, see what happens. Totally changed our uh, our entire writing process over the last year or so, a couple of years now, and it, once we had the four of us. And... Um, yeah, we kind of just, we took almost a whole year, I think eight months or so, yeah. off from like playing shows, um, kind of deaded our old songs to ourselves and, and kind of figured out what are our strengths and what can we do um, with the four of us that we currently have, kind of not thinking about the past five or six years or whatever that we've been a band, not thinking about what anyone would, would expect from us, not thinking about what we would expect making a new half-hearted record. We kind of just were like what are we? <laughs> Let's figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's, you know, obviously kind of the growing pains with most bands is figuring out that wh who are we, like you said, from the, okay, we've done a lot of VFWs and, you know, little dive bars or whatever, local shows to, are we really dedicated to this? Do we want to make it, you know, our jobs? Dude, I wish I had a dollar for every VFW we played. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun for sure, Absolutely. but I'm definitely happy to not be doing that anymore. Yeah, and I think, I mean, 
you know, it's the old adage about paying your dues. I think the bands, especially in the like pop punk scene and and stuff like that, that have went through VFWs and just little you know shithole bars in in local towns. I think they have a, a different appreciation than somebody that happened to get lucky and get you know discovered right away. Oh yeah, absolutely. I remember seeing um, I Call Fives, the story so far, handguns at a VFW in Glastonbury, Connecticut. There was maybe thirty tickets sold. One of the coolest shows I've ever seen. Yeah, or on the VFW topic. <laughs> yeah, that I mean that'd be intense. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, Let's kind of start, you know, in, in 2018, when you dropped the EP, you were out on tour and decided to, to record an EP and get that, you know, pushed out. What was that process like, writing and recording kind of on the road? Uh-huh. So, uh, you want to, it's up to you. I mean, the writing process for that was, um, that was kind of before we, we decided to take the little step back as a band and we had we had started doing a little bit of touring just um some warp tour dates and like uh little like regional runs um in the northeast uh with uh people that we had in, in the lineup before uh we were still kind of heavier and i think all if not that not that whole most, was written maybe like, one song wasn't yeah. like maybe one song wasn't written but i think all the songs in that ep were written while we still had a screamer in the band even and um, totally different lineup. And booked um, the whole tour we were on yeah. with a bunch of heavy bands. Yeah, while booked we, a tour while with we my still, children, my bride, and secrets. Yeah, yeah. Um, while we still had a screamer, and then a bunch of stuff happened. Came the four of us. We kind of decided, like, all right, we have all these songs. They have screaming on them. There wasn't like a ton, and we didn't think that we had to really change a ton of like the songs instrumentally. So we pretty much just like took the songs as they were and just made them all singing and then put it out because we kind of had to in time for that tour yeah and like it went okay <laughs> like i liked the songs on that ep but i feel like if we had like, taken a step back and, like spent more time on it and we weren't so rushed that it could have came out better but you know it happens yeah so i mean it it sounds like it almost felt more like doing covers of songs instead of doing the actual songs yeah, it was, we were playing songs that were, we almost, you know, me and Jay have always been our, our main songwriters, the core of any sound that we've had at any time that Half-Hearted has been a thing, but um, we we were always playing to our strengths, and we found ourselves in a situation where all of a sudden we had much different strengths, and we tried to kind of just take those songs instrumentally and just have me just sing all over them, and... and it was, you know, a lot of it was out of my range. A lot of it was, like, balls to the fucking wall and not super comfortable and not things that I, like, wanted to be doing. But yeah. it was, like, necessary for the time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, I mean, it was kind of just, we were in one of those situations where we were making it. Are you there? Hey. Hey. Not sure what happened. We, we lost connection there. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. We, we didn't even notice on our end. We were sitting here just talking to ourselves. <laughs> I was too for a second, and then my screen went black, and I was like, what in the hell? <laughs> oh, no. When did we cut off? <laughs> uh, we, we got through, I think, um, where you were saying, you know, a lot of it was out of your range, and it just didn't feel comfortable. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so, yeah. a lot. We, we kind of were just in a situation where we were we were making it work because we knew we had 
this opportunity to go on this tour. For six weeks straight. And we, right. yeah, it was, it was something, no matter who it was with, no matter what we were doing, we were in a situation where we were playing six weeks, the entire country, some of Canada, like leaps and bounds ahead of anything we had ever done. And we, we wanted to prove kind of mostly to uh, for me kind of to myself that if i can do this then you know this definitely is our life like we are gonna be a band that does this for you know our lives like yeah. we, we can we can actually tour and we did it so. yeah and we did it and it was great <laughs> it out but then. at the time that we left for that tour it was already the four of us we had already released that ep and we kind of already knew that we need we were gonna at some point need to take this step back and reevaluate and and figure out what direction we were going to go into to, to play to our current strengths. And um, we just knew that that wasn't the time to do it. So we we did the best we could. We made the best of that situation so we could, could do that tour and get that record out. And and I like some of those songs. Yeah, they're pretty good. I like, like half of them, probably. <laughs> right, right. So <laughs> <laughs> you sound real confident about that. Um, it's... <laughs> I, I, and I... Recording that record was cool, too. We got to go down to uh, Tyler, Texas, and work with one of my buddies, Brooks Pascal, um, Mockingbird Studios, to record all the vocals for that, and that was kind of something that I always wanted to do, was record with him, because um, pretty much all the recording that I've done in my life has been uh, self-produced. We did a couple old half-hearted stuffs with our buddy Bryce, um, but we had never like worked with anybody who I had admired up until that point so that was that was definitely cool part yeah. of that ep yeah it was a recording yeah so um i feel like i know the answer to this but you know taking the step back in in 2019 to truly focus on the sound and the the writing process and the recording of that how did you guys feel that that was compared to um you know the the 2018 ep oh it was amazing yeah it was so great <laughs> we uh we had we had one song, so we put out a song called Eighteen last year in I think March. And that was like we had already kind of started writing for the album and we were just like, Alright, we know that we're not gonna be doing a lot this year and we know that like it's gonna be kind of a quiet year for us, but we still wanna put something out just so people don't think we're completely dead. So we eighteen was originally gonna be on the album and we, we just took it off and just made it a single and it was kind of a different sound, like the I don't know, the whole like overall vibe of it was different than the EP, and we put it out, and it did way better than the EP, so we were like, all right, we're definitely making the, the right decision here. Yeah, so that was, that was a big reassurance, putting that song out and being like, okay, taking the step back and going in this direction is, is definitely what we need to do, and let's figure out how to, how to do that so we can all be happy making music and playing this. When we do get the opportunity to go and, and go on tours like that again, we want to, you know... Not that we didn't love every second of that tour, because it was amazing. No matter, I could be singing "Happy Birthday" and that tour would have been incredible. <laughs> but, um, but it, I'm, I could imagine just, be, just feeling more connected to these songs and, and loving to sing them more and like practice is more fun. So yeah. I know tour is going to be more fun. Yeah. So with the new sound, does it almost feel like it's a new band in a sense? You know what I mean? Because it is, it's more fitting to what you guys are are collaboratively doing. I feel like at our core, the, the people that really know us as a band, um, it's kind of always boiled down to uh, our strengths have been the, the singing melodies and the guitar work, and all of our writing now is based around those things. So I think people will still be able to pick out, like Jay has a very 
Jay style of playing lead guitar, and I think people will be able to pick that out still. And um, I don't think I really sound like anyone else, so I think people who know my voice in the past will still know it. Um, but I think we're just kind of, we're, we're doing everything we've done well in the past, uh, we're honing in on and just doing it the best we can now. Yeah, awesome. I agree. Awesome. So um, let's talk a little bit about the new record. Uh, you guys just released the, the new video uh, for Vicious Cycle. Let's start off with the video itself. You want to talk about kind of the recording process of that and the production that goes into that? Yeah, so we shot it. Uh, well, we shot a few videos, actually. We got a couple more coming out, a um, couple more singles before the album uh, comes out in March. Um, so our friend Sam Link came up to Connecticut, hung out with us for like three or four days, and we just banged them all out all at once. He's like an awesome dude. We shot um, two or three videos with him in the past, and they came out really good. So we, we were just like, hey, dude, like we want to get you up here. For three videos, let's just do them all at once. And he was down, came up. We shot, um, we shot vicious all in my garage. So he just brought his like little green screen rig, and literally that whole video, it's was shot in maybe two, three hours. Yeah, just, just in like my garage. Ton of performance shots in the garage in front of the green screen, and then we shot a bunch of like little antique things things and like cool things that we found uh leading up to the shoot like different angles and, and stuff too and of us. yeah and, and just kind of have that stuff like float around us and whatnot <laughs> yeah and i, I think one of the yeah, cool things the same is really cool yeah i think one of the cool things in the video is um kind of where the the breakdowns feel is like musically where you have a breakdown it kind of transitions into like take on me from aha back in the day with the uh sketch art and whatnot <laughs> So, yeah, yes. I thought that was pretty cool. Dude, yeah, shout out to Sam for that because he, like, we didn't have that idea originally. We were just going to do the green screen thing with the video. It, like, keeps shifting to the right, and it was kind of it's kind of like a cycle. Like, it just keeps going. It keeps going. Correction, we typically don't have any ideas when we work with Sam. <laughs> I mean, we'll, 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 yeah. we'll have ideas, but he's so good at what he does. And when, he, when, we, when you work with Sam, it's like it doesn't really feel like working. It's like he just makes it so fun he shows up so prepared like with lists and lists of every shot he ever needs so it's never like what do we do like we never have to worry about like directing anything throughout the video process it's he comes and it's just like a blast like we'll send him songs he'll sit on them he'll bounce ideas off of us like over a couple weeks or so just small ideas and then he'll just send us these treatments for these videos that are just like these in-depth awesome ideas and they've so far, every single one he sent us, we've never had one that's like, oh, that doesn't capture the right like vibe for this song or something. Yeah, exactly. It's always been just like, yup, that's it, perfect, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's, that's always cool when you have someone like that that just truly understands what you're going for and can, can help mold it. You know, like you said, you don't have to come to it. You're letting him do what he does, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, he totally gets it. And, like, one of the videos, we rented, or he rented a VHS camera from, like, 1992, <laughs> and we shot the entire video in locations from the other two video shoots. So, like, for that four days that we hung out, every single place that we went, we shot, like, one small scene, like, 20 seconds or whatever, on this VHS camera, and we strung together, like, every shot of 
all those VHS things for the third music video. That's pretty sick. That sounds yeah, really so, cool. So in that video, you not only get this like weird kind of retro-y 90s vibe, but you also get to see like everywhere that we went for those four days. Yep. Sweet. Um, so let's talk, you know, on the record itself. Um, obviously, Vicious Cycle. Uh, any other tracks that you can announce? I haven't seen a, a track listing myself yet. Yeah, so I don't. The, I don't really care. I'll leak the whole album. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk about it. We want to get people excited yeah. about it. Uh, we got a song coming out in a couple weeks. It's called One Drink. Um, it's kind of like, I almost think it's like the the part two to Vicious because it's like Vicious is kind of about being in like a really bad relationship and realizing that like, oh, this isn't gonna work like immediately, or we both lose our minds. And then one drink kind of about what happens afterwards and trying to like be over someone, but then also trying to like go party or go have fun. But, you know, sometimes bad thoughts come in and you're not able to uh, have a lot of fun when you're thinking about your your past experiences. Yeah, that song, like the whole first verse kind of spells out like um, typical waiting up you to come back type thing like regretting the whole scenario and then the chorus hit with but one drink and i'm over you and that it's it's kind of like the anthem of like being in that spot of being like oh shit maybe i made a mistake and i i'm in a spot that i don't want to be in but then just being like you know what let's just fucking let's just do it let's let's just have a drink and move on. <laughs> right <laughs> tired right. of being sad <laughs> Yeah, and I think, you know, especially in today's culture, uh, that that's a big thing is kind of the escapism of, you know, how do you get your mind out of those places? And not that we're condoning getting blackout drunk by any means, but sometimes that may be the answer to that's just... Why it's, that's why it's one drink. You only have right. one drink, yeah. <laughs> well, that, define a drink then. You know, are we talking a bottle or... <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm holding a bottle of Jameson right now. Sure. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, so that is that the next video and single that's coming out on that? Yes. Yes. All right. And then you said there was going to be a third before the album dropped. What's that one? Yeah, there'll be, there'll be one more. Um, that one is the VHS one that we were talking about earlier. That one's called Liar. You want to go into what that one's like? Yeah, that one's kind of just like... Um, it was the last song that we wrote for the record, and it was uh, kind of like this alt-pop idea that I was playing around with um, on like a Rhodes, so it's it's like a really dreamy, kind of summery vibe song, um, and it's it's called Liar. It's about like um, uh, seeing uh, somebody that you've had a relationship in the past, and uh, you've told them like basically like we're done and and i'm totally over you and like i have somebody else and i'm fine but then every time you see them you like all the feelings come back and you're like oh god you're making me a liar but like also i kind of want you to make me a liar because wow yeah so almost that like uh forbidden fruit type of deal there yeah exactly and that song musically is like i'm i'm very interested to see what people think of it when we put it out because it's drastically different yeah we everything else like we didn't care we were just like you know what we wrote this song and it's really really poppy and it's like we all love alt pop we love a lot of styles of music but we all like collectively love alt pop so we were just like whatever we got 12 songs on the album let's experiment let's do some different stuff 
and I think it came out really cool. Awesome. Uh, any throwback songs to you know to the screaming days or anything like that? There's no screaming, but there, it got riffs. We got we got some heavy parts. We got some riffs. There's something for everyone on there. Yeah. Good. Specifically, there's two songs. Uh, there's a song called "Tell Me," um, that is kind of like a rock ballad, but um, it's got some heavy parts here riffs, and there. Um, with like some like really slow like R&B kind of verses with some cool J guitar work. And then there's a song called "Losers Game" that's very riffy, very like. Um, like kind of like awake and I am type vibe, like pop vocals with like some riffs. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so we kind of touched on it at the very, very beginning here about, you know, mental health in the music industry and things like that. And I think from what it sounds like, the album kind of caters to parts of that with the, you know, failed relationships and things like that. Um, but being in the music industry and you guys have a little bit of, of time under your belts now, um, Talk a little bit about, if you don't mind, um, kind of how how uh, unpleasant the music industry can be, or how you know challenging uh, certain aspects can be. <laughs> oh God, where do we start? I mean, <laughs> I've I've come to terms with the fact that well, I try to just not let anything bug me. I've come to terms yeah. with the fact that nobody's ever going to care about anything that I write more than I do, and that's and even. If I'm get to the, if I get to the point where I have a number one fan that's like I know everything you've ever said and why you said it and I know your favorite color and everything <laughs> about you, I still know you don't care about this song like I do because I lived so for when I get negative feedback it's like at the end of the day it's kind of like all right you're happy with I it. love that song yeah yeah and I've almost gotten to the point with the band where. Jay has taken almost total control of everything other than actually making the music. So we make the music together, and it starts with mostly just, like, my singing ideas. And then once once the music's done, it's kind of in his, his hands. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like, kind of handle all the business stuff, and I, like, run all, like, the social media and everything. And we don't get, like, fortunately... We don't get a lot of negative stuff on social media yet, at least. I know when, once your band gets once your band gets bigger, like it's bound to happen, and like we're totally prepared for that. Like it doesn't really matter. But I don't know if someone says something bad and I see it, I just don't tell anyone. <laughs> well, the the first song on the record is called "I'm in Danger," and um, the chorus is like, "Maybe I should give up. Maybe I'm not enough. Maybe I'm not enough for you." And it's kind of it's it's written as it could be taken um, as kind of like a relationship standpoint. But I wrote it from the perspective of the... It was one of the first songs that we wrote for the record. Yeah, it was like the second and third. As we were taking the step back and, you know, battling the industry and like kind of maybe for a few years trying to do what was like popular and not playing to our strengths and um, taking that step back and... I'm in danger that song for me was really just like writing about the struggle of like kind of like that that fucking let me in moment <laughs> like yeah like what do I have to do to fucking just do this like I'm trying so hard kind of thing yeah. so um but yeah it's 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 not easy but it's it's, it's fun it's also super easy most days yeah like if I wasn't doing fun. this I don't know what I would be doing probably working a shitty retail job <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I do that anyways, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, and we just we That'd own so bored. we own a studio too, and we just like record and and write for other artists all the time too. So without yeah, without some type of music, I have no idea what I would do with myself, whether it be ours or anyone's. Yeah, so. yeah. And I think you know to to tie into that a little bit as far as like not letting the negativity in and things like that and kind of what you were saying about nobody connecting the same way you're going to. I think that's, you know, something that the real artists have over, you know, the people that have all the ghostwriters and things like that is, you know, the emotion that you're able to portray through your songs because you lived it is a million times more prevalent than if you just took the song that somebody else wrote and put your voice on it, you know? Absolutely. Yes. You can't fake that kind of stuff. No. Yeah. And I and and from the other perspective too, I totally get that. Like as a writer when I'm writing for other artists, like um when I have an hire uh like when I have somebody hire me to write a top line for them, I half the time I'll go just stalk their social media and <laughs> and, and kinda just figure out like who they are and what's going on in their head, like at that day, that month, whatever, and like kind of hone in on something. And like a lot of times I've, I've given people top lines and they'll come back and they'll just be like, this is what I've been trying to write about. Like, and I haven't been able to find the words and it's, that's also a really cool moment too. I didn't know you did that. That's mad funny. That's, yeah. Yeah. Like that's when, super funny. I'll, yeah. Whenever I write a song for Lee for uh sorry, yeah. uh, it's just like, I'll just go on social media and like, like one of the songs, uh, the last one he released, um, better on my own there's a line in there about his grill and the day i wrote that song i went on his instagram and like he was like made a video that day about like this company like made him a custom grill so i was like well we're getting a lyric about a grill and then i scrolled a little bit further and it was like him on tour and and just so i was like all right we're we're gonna write about him on tour relationship problem and And his teeth and a real good grill lyric (laughs) boom (laughs) nice Nice. So what's it, what's it like, you know, owning the, the music studio and, you know, kind of being able to see your creative touches put out by others, you know what I mean? It's really cool because, um, I mean, I've, we all of us have always had a very diverse background of all different kind of musics that we, we like and um, listen to and play and perform, but we've always you know, we've always kind of played different things. And I feel like this is now the first time on this record that we're actually combining all of the different genres that we all play and listen to. Yeah. Um, so it was always cool writing for other people to like maybe speak from someone else's voice for a day. Cause I do so much writing for us that it's like, maybe I don't want to, maybe I don't want to talk about me right now. Yeah, <laughs> maybe right. I want to just be someone else for a day. Awesome. Um, so with the album coming out in, in March, are there any plans for tour that you're allowed to, to talk about yet? Uh, we're doing a couple of release shows, um, just in the Northeast. Uh, we are probably, when is this podcast coming out? We could probably just say it. Uh, well, we're, go ahead. We're announcing, um, just in a few days. So that's probably fine. The Hartford show on March 21st and, uh, Pennsylvania show. Um, March 20th, so that's a Friday and Saturday, the, the weekend that the album comes out. Yeah, so this will end up going live, um, like, the 19th of this month. So, oh, okay, yeah. cool, yeah, perfect, yeah. You'll so, have time yeah. to get that announced, so no problem. if you're listening to this and you haven't 
bought tickets to those shows, yeah. then what's good? Like, come on. Yeah, so uh, we're teaming up with uh, Sorry, the artist I was talking about before. He's like kind of like a hip-hop, pop um, artist that performs with a full band. Um, and we're doing two like super mixed genre shows just to kind of bring together everybody who likes music uh, in those two scenes. So our show is going to be at the Webster show. Um, and we're going to headline and sorry, it's going to be direct support. And we got like a couple pop punk bands on it. We got a metal band on it. It's just, uh, we got like uh, another like alternative, like hands, like houses, kind of like rock band on it. Um, and then, uh, in the Williamsport show that's at ground floor. Um, and what, what town is that? Williamsport. Is that Williamsport. <laughs> I did say that. Yeah. Williamsport, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Um, I yeah, don't even know and, this and, and same thing. Yeah. It's, it's just going to be another like super mixed show. Um, just anyone who likes music and good vibes, it's, it's for you. Awesome. I'm a big fan of when bands do that. Like, it's nice, yes, when you can see, you know, like, real friends with state champs and the all in the same genre. It's cool, but it's much, much more fun, I think, when you have the, the artists that are maybe not in that same genre to expose their fans to you or vice versa. So Definitely. I agree. And as a band who, like, a lot of our local fans are, like, more metalcore fans, but now our new music is far from metalcore, it's cool to kind of bring the whole state together. Just kind of anybody who likes to go to shows and listen to music, expose them to, you know, all the bands that are killing it in the area. Yeah, and that's, I mean, one of the reasons I founded You Make the Scene, and I chose that to be the, you know, the title um, of the, the company is... I've had the the strong belief for a long time that you know each each fan is what really makes the scene, and the scene isn't necessarily what we grew up with, where you know uh, it's just emo music or just pop punk music. Like to me, the scene is any genre that you listen to and that community that you're building. And I think it's really cool when you're able to start mixing those communities together to show people like it's okay that you like something different, but you know. Like us, too, or you know what I mean? Like, yeah, help bring yeah, it all absolutely. together. And chances are your favorite band, those dudes in their band, listen to so much music and so many podcasts and are just so bored of everything that they're listening to, like, every genre yeah. ever and have favorite songs in every genre. Yeah, yeah. I was just telling, um, I interviewed uh, Callaway Circus for this week's episode, and uh, he and I were talking about, like, if, if you put me on the auxiliary cord and I put shuffle on my Spotify, you're going to hear some weird shit. Like, (laughs) yeah, it, it, it's one of those things, you know, being in the music industry and even a fan of music for so long. Like I grew up listening to classic rock. My dad was all about Metallica and Motley Crue and all that. And then I started listening to my own stuff and I've gotten into EDM and just the, the far reaches of weird shit. So, yeah. And when you write music and produce music, you can you start to be able to appreciate like all the different aspects and like maybe this song you wouldn't have liked overall if you didn't analyze it, but like there's a really cool drum thing going on at one part that like makes the song for you or like maybe the production is not your vibe, but like the top line is right up your alley. It's it's just there's different things in different music that I feel like appeal to everybody if you if you broke it down and weren't like elitist (laughs) yeah yeah for sure and i i just did that not too terribly long ago with a buddy of mine 
he swore that there was no EDM that he would like or whatever. And I was like, all right, well, check out this uh, song by Illinium with uh, John Bellion on it called oh, Good Time oh, Fall yeah, Apart. That, that exact same thing happened to me with that song, yeah. too. That's crazy. Yeah. It, it, you can't not love that song. I don't care that who you are. so good. It's great. You can't not love any John Bellion song. He is a genius songwriter. That's, that's the only one I've heard, but genius. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. Right, right. Crop have to dig into him a little deeper now. Yeah, listen to Crop Circles. That's one of his newer ones this past year. And there's like some cool videos of him in studio producing it too. Awesome. I'll have to check out the videos. I've heard the song. The song is solid. So Yes, definitely. Um, so I think that's really all I've got for you guys right now anyway. I'm sure we're going to touch base uh, on down the road some. But what do you guys want to say to old fans, new fans, you know, people that are listening to this and hopefully checking you out? Thanks. Yeah. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for caring because like I said earlier, like I'm super surprised and grateful anytime anybody wants to listen to a word that we say or sing or anything because at the end of the day, like I said, we're just kind of playing to our strengths and having fun and doing our thing and if if that's if that's cool for you and that's doing something for you too, that's fucking amazing. So Awesome. Hit us hit us up up and let's talk about it because we like to make new friends so speaking of hitting you up um i'm going to link all your socials but do you want to give them a shout out right now oh cool yep um so our instagram and twitter are half-hearted underscore ct and then our facebook is facebook.com slash official half-hearted hey did we lose each other again yeah awesome (laughs) it's fine man just a little more post production for me. Uh, it cut you off right yeah, after right. Uh, the Facebook th- uh, shout out. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, we have a website now. It's halfhearted.us. That's the only one that I think got cut off there. Yeah. So on our website, it's uh, you can get tickets to any of our shows, merch, listen to all of our music. There's like a feed of all of our music videos, and there's a button for social media and all of our Apple Music, Spotify, and everything right on the homepage. Awesome. That's all I've got, guys. I appreciate you taking the time for this. Um, like I said, we'll definitely uh, try to hook up a little bit down the road here, maybe catch you at a show and things like that. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Yeah, where, where are you from? Uh, I'm based out of Indiana, so I'm about an hour north of Indianapolis. Oh, cool. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so if we're, if we're out there. We yeah, as soon as you get yeah, to the Midwest, we're on it. <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah. And dude, thank you seriously, because like I said, when anybody takes the time to listen to anything that we want to say or show any interest, it means a lot. So thank you for, you know, showing the interest and helping us, you know, kind of talk to other people about it. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Like I said, I'll I'll, uh, blast out as much stuff as I can for you, and hopefully we'll be able to see you guys on tour soon. Awesome. Thank you, man. Thanks, man. Yep, have a good night. You too. Later. Later. And that was the interview with Sean and Jason of Half-Hearted. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, Like I said at the beginning, there were some technical issues. We lost the phone connection a a couple times. I left as much of the raw audio in there as I could simply because, um, you know, I didn't want to give you dead air by letting it reconnect and all that. So I did clip it up a little bit, but most of it is raw audio so that it didn't seem like there was weird transitions or anything like that. Really excited for these guys. Um, 2020 is going to be huge for them. 
like we talked about in the interview, a whole new sound, um, some new music videos coming out very soon, a new album coming out just in a matter of months. Um, so not even months. It's a matter of weeks at this point. And really excited for that. Going to try to get an advanced copy, maybe do a album review, get you guys a couple sneak peek type uh, clips out of it, things like that. Um, I will have links to all of their social medias and things like that in the description below so that you can follow them. Um, make sure you're following them on like Spotify, Apple, things like that so that you're getting notified of new songs. Um, going to be a huge year. Now's the time to, to put them on the radar for you. Start getting them on your playlists because this is going to be a big year. A couple other things that we have going on um, that I can announce so far is this coming Friday, February the 21st, I will be headed to Chicago. Um, so I'm going to be meeting up with my friend MC Lars. You guys have heard me talk about him before. I've made mention that I was going to try to get him on the show before. Um, if you've followed the website or the Facebook page for you know any length of time, I've probably talked about him or thrown up some pictures of him, things like that. Um, one of my favorite people to work with. I've been incredibly fortunate to work with him several times over the years. Um, I hit him up to see if he wanted to do the podcast. He said yes. We talked about a phone interview, and then we decided, you know what? He's on tour. He's going to be close enough. Let's just do this all in person and and you know make it a, a nice show for you guys. So... Um, I will have that interview up this next Wednesday. This will be next week's episode. So that'll be episode number 16 will be with MC Lars. Um, got a few more that I'm working on scheduling. So really excited about some of them. I can't talk about all of them yet just because we don't have things kind of nailed down. Um, so I don't know what order they're going to go in and things like that. But definitely stay tuned. We've got a lot of uh, new artists, continuing artists, whatever you want to call them, um, returning artists, just a whole lot of stuff coming for you guys. Um, also, go over to the You Make the Scene shop. Um, so that's going to be youmakethescene.com slash shop. Check out the merch. We've got several designs up currently several new designs coming up soon as well as some new items so there's going to be like a fanny pack some baseball hats things like that um, those will all be up very soon uh, yeah so go check it out would love to hear some feedback on that stuff too um, as always follow us on whatever your streaming service is whether it's spotify apple podcast uh, google play whatever um that's all I've got for you guys. I appreciate you so much, and you guys have allowed me to to do this show and you know kind of be able to to grow in a direction that I wasn't sure if I was going to take. So big fan of that. Um, really appreciate you guys. That's everything I've got for this week's episode. Remember to take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene.
Everything I see just reminds me of you Music, apologies, no, you took part of me, yeah Every day of my life you trust, don't want it back My insecurities say you look the other way, yeah I wish you were there, change and I say I want you back I'm no good for you, you're no good for me You've got me twisted inside, baby, set me free Was it all my fault? Did I do you wrong? Should I been blaming myself for this satellite? You've got me messed up, stitching fresh You cast on me If I get up You come and crush me like